Chapter 9 of Glinda of Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellie. Glinda of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 9 Lady Oryx. Lady Oryx led Ozma and Dorothy along the street to a pretty marble house near to one edge of the glass dome that covered the village. She did not speak to the girls until she had ushered them into a pleasant room, comfortably furnished, nor did any of the solemn people they met on the street venture to speak. When they were seated, Lady Oryx asked if they were hungry, and finding they were, summoned a maid and ordered food to be brought. This Lady Oryx looked to be about twenty years old, although in the land of Oz, where people never have changed in appearance since the fairies made it a fairy land, where no one grows old or dies, it is always difficult to say how many years anyone has lived. She had a pleasant, attractive face, even though it was solemn and sad as the faces of all skeezers seemed to be, and her costume was rich and elaborate, as became a lady-in-waiting upon the queen. Ozma had observed Lady Oryx closely and now asked her in a gentle tone, Do you also believe me to be an impostor? I dare not say, replied Lady Oryx in a low tone. Why are you afraid to speak freely? inquired Ozma. The queen punishes us if we make requests that she does not like. Are we not alone then in this house? The queen can hear anything that is spoken on this island, even the slightest whisper declared Lady Oryx. She is a wonderful witch, as she has told you, and it is folly to criticize or disobey her commands. Ozma looked into her eyes and saw that she would like to see more if she dared. So she drew from her bosom her silver wand, and having muttered a magic phrase in a strange tongue, she left the room and walked slowly around the outside of the house, making a complete circle and waving her wand in mystic curves as she walked. Lady Oryx watched her curiously, and when Ozma had again entered the room and seated herself, she asked, What have you done? I've enchanted this house in such a manner that Queen Coeo, with all her witchcraft, cannot hear a word we speak within the magic circle I've made, replied Ozma. We may now speak freely and as loudly as we wish, without fear of the Queen's anger. Lady Oryx brightened at this. Could I trust you? she asked. Everybody trusts Ozma exclaimed Dorothy. She is true and honest, and your wicked queen will be sorry she insulted the powerful ruler of all the land of Oz. The queen does not know me yet, said Ozma. But I want you to know me, Lady Oryx, and I want you to tell me why you and all the skeezers are unhappy. Do not fear Coeo's anger, for she cannot hear a word we say, I assure you. Lady Oryx was thoughtful for a moment. Then she said, I shall trust you, Princess Ozma for I believe you are what you say you are, our supreme ruler. If you knew the dreadful punishments our queen inflicts upon us, you would not wonder we are so unhappy. The skeezers are not bad people. They do not care to quarrel or fight, even with the enemies the flatheads, but they are so cowed and fearful of Kuyo that they obey her slightest word rather than suffer her anger. Hasn't she any heart, then? asked Dorothy. She never displays mercy. She loves no one but herself, asserted Lady Oryx, but she trembled as she said it, as if afraid even yet of her terrible queen. 
That's pretty bad, said Dorothy, shaking her head gravely. I've seen you have a lot to do here, Ozma, in this forsaken corner of the land of Oz. First place, you have got to take the magic away from Queen Coo and from the awful Sudik too. My idea is that neither of them is fit to rule anybody, cause they are cruel and hateful. So you'll have to give the skeezers and flatheads new rulers and teach all their people that they are part of the land of Oz and must obey. Above all, the lawful ruler, Ozma of Oz. Then, when you have done that, we can go back home again. Ozma smiled at her little friend's earnest counsel, but Lady Aurex said in an anxious tone, I am surprised that you suggest these reforms while you are yet prisoners on this island and in Kuiyo's power. That these things should be done, there is no doubt. But just now, a dreadful war is likely to break out and frightful things may happen to us all. Our queen has such conceit that she thinks she can overcome the Sudik and his people. But it is said Sudik's magic is very powerful, although not as great as that possessed by his wife Rora, before Kuiyo transformed her into a golden pig. I don't blame her very much for doing that, remarked Dorothy. For the flatheads were wicked to try to catch your beautiful fish, and the witch Rora wanted to poison all the fishes in the lake. Do you know the reason? asked Lady Oryx. I don't suppose there was any reason except just wickedness, replied Dorothy. Tell us the reason, said Ozma earnestly. Well, your majesty, once, a long time ago, the flatheads and the skeezers were friendly. They visited our island and we visited their mountain, and everything was pleasant between the two peoples. At that time the flatheads were ruled by three adepts of sorcery, beautiful girls, who were not flatheads but had wandered to the flat mountain and made their home there. These three adepts used their magic only for good, and the mountain people gladly made them their rulers. They taught the flatheads how to use their canned brains and how to work metals into clothing that would never wear out, and many other things that added to the happiness and content. Kuiyo was our queen then, just as now, but she knew no magic, and so had nothing to be proud of. But the three adepts were very kind to Kuiyo. They built for us this wonderful dome of glass and our houses of marble, and taught us to make beautiful clothing and other things. Kuiyo pretended to be very grateful for these favors, but it seems that all the time she was just jealous of the three adepts and secretly tried to discover the arts of magic. In this she was more clever than anyone suspected. She invited the three adepts to a banquet one day, and while they were feasting, Kuiyo stole their charms and magical instruments, and transformed them into three fish, a goldfish, a silverfish, a bronzefish. While the poor fishes were gasping and flopping helplessly on the floor of the banquet room, one of them said reproachfully, You will be punished for this, Kuiyo. For if one of us dies or is destroyed, you will become shriveled and helpless, and all your stolen magic will depart you. Frightened by this threat, Kuiyo at once caught up the three fish and ran with them to the shore of the lake, where she cast them into the water. This revived the three adepts, and they swam away and disappeared. I myself witnessed this shocking scene, continued Lady Oryx, and so did many other skeezers. The news was carried to the flatheads, who then turned from friends to enemies. The Sudik and his wife Rora were the only ones on the mountain who were glad the three adepts had been lost to them, 
and they at once became rulers to the flatheads and stole their canned brains from others to make themselves more powerful some of the adept's magic tools had been left on the mountain and these rora seized and by the use of them she became a witch the result of Kuyu's treachery was to make both the skeezers and the flatheads miserable instead of happy not only were the sudik and his wife cruel to their people but our queen at once became proud and arrogant and treated us very unkindly all the skeezers knew that she had stolen her magic powers and so she hated us and made us humble ourselves before her and obey her slightest word if we disobeyed or did not please her or if we talked about her when we were in our own homes she would have us dragged to the whipping posts in her palace and lashed with knotted cords that is why we fear her so greatly this story filled ozma's heart with sorrow and dorothy's heart with indignation i now understand said ozma why the fishes in the lake have brought about the war between the skeezers and the flatheads yes lady oryx answered now that you know the story it is easy to understand the sudik and his wife came to our lake hoping to catch the silver fish or the gold fish or bronze fish any one of them would do and by destroying it deprive kuyo of her magic then they could easily conquer her also they had another reason for wanting to catch the fish they feared that in some way the three adepts might regain their proper forms and then they would be sure to return to the mountain and punish rora and the sudik that was why rora finally tried to poison all the fishes in the lake at the time kuyo transformed her into a golden pig of course this attempt to destroy the fishes frightened the queen for her safety lies in keeping the three fishes alive i suppose kuyo will fight the flatheads with all her might observed dorothy and with all her magic added ozma thoughtfully i do not see how the flatheads can get to this island to hurt us said lady oryx they have bows and arrows and i guess they mean to shoot the arrows at your big dome and break all the glass in it suggested dorothy but lady oryx shook her head with a smile they cannot do that she replied why not i dare not tell you why but if the flatheads come to-morrow morning you will yourself see the reason i do not think they will attempt to harm the island ozma declared i believe they will first attempt to destroy the fishes by poison or some other means if they succeed in that the conquest of the island will not be difficult they have no boats said lady oryx and Kuyo, who has long expected this war has been preparing for it many astonishing ways i almost wish the flatheads would conquer us for then we would be free of our dreadful queen but i do not wish to see the three transformed fishes destroyed for in them lies our only hope of future happiness ozma will take care of you whatever happens dorothy assured her but lady oryx not knowing the extent of ozma's power which was in fact not so great as dorothy imagined could not take much comfort in this promise it was evident there would be exciting times on the morrow if the flatheads really attacked the skeezers on the magic isle End of chapter nine lady oryx recording by ellie may two thousand and nine